for his faithfulness to you. God is so incredibly good. I think, as I was playing, some of you are sitting back there thinking, well, won't he let us sing along? This is your chance. Let's just sing the chorus of that great hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Join me, would you? Psalmist said, His mercies are brand new every morning. And isn't that true? All you have to do is open your eyes to see what great things God has for us today and tomorrow. Um, you know, as, as the years tick by, and a lot of years have ticked by for me, um, things have a way of dropping out of the memory bank. And we forget some things. And there is a danger even maybe of forgetting some of God's blessings. But David also said, forget not all of his benefits. The benefits of being a Christian, a believer, and align yourself with God are absolutely incredible. Aren't they? I got to thinking one day, so many good things have happened to me, I don't want to let them even have a chance to fall out of my memory bank. I got to start writing these things down. And I'm not a journaler. I don't write daily journals. I don't have time for that. But every once in a while, something happens, and the only way to explain it is a three-letter word, God. That's the only way to explain it. So I started writing in a journal, and I gave it this name, All of His Benefits. Forget not all of His Benefits. Every once in a while, I log something in that couldn't have happened were it not for God. Many of these are little 10-minute windows, fragments of time, when God plugs him in, Himself into the flow of my life and says, I'm here. I had been teaching school, public school, junior high level music, for about seven or eight years. On the side, because I didn't quite make enough as a school teacher in those days, I tuned pianos. During the summer, I painted houses. It was the last day of the school year. I remember it well. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do the next day. Didn't have a house to paint. And um, First Church Minneapolis had asked me to tune their piano. They had asked me way back in March, and I finally decided, wow, it's the last day of the year. I can save myself driving some miles if I'll tune that piano tonight. So on the way home from school, I dropped in, and as I was just finishing, this was the last five minutes tuning the piano, I was about to fold up my tools, and this group walked in and started setting up their sound system. It was a Southern Gospel group. How they ended up in Minnesota, I don't know. But anyhow, they started setting up their sound system, and I thought, wow, 
If I'd have tuned this tomorrow, they'd had an out-of-tune piano. Um, but in the process of that, they said, do you, do you also play the piano? And I said, yes, I do. They said, well, uh, could you play a couple songs for us? So I did this quick little audition before I headed out the door, and they said, uh, interesting question, do you have a job? <laughs> I said, well, as a matter of fact, tomorrow I do not have a job. I don't know what I'm doing. They said, we just lost our pianist. Any chance you could meet us in Detroit in three days? I went home to Diane. I said, just met this group, and they want us to travel with them on a bus. They're doing 90 concerts in the next 90 days. My son, Scott, was three months old. They said, no problem. We'll tack a crib on the wall. He can look out the window. He can, he'll enjoy the trip. And he did probably more than we did. But during that 90-day period, I wrote my first song. They encouraged me to turn it into a musical. So I just kind of naively turned it into a musical. It was a Christmas musical. Lillianus published it. I directed my first professional orchestra, the Atlanta Symphony. I mean, I was so, I was so dry behind the ears. I had no clue what I was doing. But yet, that 10-minute window... I've looked back to that 10-minute window so many times, said, God, you know, I enjoy orchestrating, but I can't orchestrate like that. God put that circumstance together. And it has totally changed my life, because three years later, got a call from Don Wellman, could you come to Denver first and be on the music staff? And had I not had the experiences that summer, I wouldn't have even been qualified to do that. Well. That's one of those stories that made it in my journal, all of his benefits. I wish I had time to share even a few more, but you know, I've had the privilege of recording with some great orchestras, the London Orchestra, um, the Tel Aviv Symphony, and I think what I enjoyed most about going to Israel was not so much the recording sessions, but making my way around the country, country of Israel, walking along those trails, that Jesus walked. And I used to enjoy standing on a street corner in the evening and listening to the indigenous music of those people. I love the way their music starts out so slowly and patiently, and then it builds up a head of steam, and pretty soon, I mean, the tambourines are going wild and the fiddles are flying, and that's the way they praise. And if they've taught us anything, it's how to praise God through music. And so while I was there, I picked up some of these tunes and I said, I've got to put these together in a medley someday. And so I did it. I call it the Jewish medley. And it goes like this. Uh, don't tap your feet, okay? <laughs> Just try and sit still.
Thank you so much. <clears throat> I enjoy playing music like that, and it's full of joy. And you know, every time I, I come into church, I have to remind myself, we have a little brochure in our church that says, in every pew sits a heartache. As ministers, we have to remind ourselves of that. Sometimes we forget that. In every pew sits a heartache. That's no less true of the pews or the rows in this setting tonight. There are heartaches out there. There's baggage that you carry. And uh, God can so incredibly meet our needs if we will allow him to do that. Um, there's a hymn that I've married to a classical piece did a CD a while ago called Classics and Sacreds, and it's sort of an amalgamation of well-known classical pieces by Beethoven and Bach and whatnot, um, married to great hymns of the church. I'll tell you that the classical piece is a Rachmaninoff prelude, and I'll see if you can figure out what the hymn is that sort of wends its way through this arrangement. But in that hymn, is a message for you, especially if uh, you're one of those who brings heartache in this building tonight.
And what is that fairly well-known hymn? Hiding in thee. How oft? Mid the conflict, when pressed by the foe, have I run to my refuge and breathed out my woe. Have you done that? How often when sorrows like sea billows roll, have I hidden in thee, thou rock of my soul. Hiding in thee, hiding in thee, thou blessed rock of ages. Great place to hide. I think of, I've been quoting David all evening, but I think once again of David. There was a time when he was hiding from God. He remembered the story very well. I mean, he was running from God as fast as he could. Got as far away from God as a person probably could. But it's also in the Psalms where that expression, my hiding place, is used. Because when he came back to God, he admitted and confessed, you are my hiding place. And uh, so maybe that song was for you tonight. If it wasn't for you tonight, it'll be for you some night. Because those times come into everyone's life. I'm not immune. Um, and some of you know that I went through the loss of a, a wife to cancer. Some of you have been through that experience close to you. God's wonderfully blessed me. A couple of years ago, I remarried, and this is probably a wonderful time to introduce you to my wife. Rachel, would you mind standing and just let the folks... She doesn't like to do that. But God's been incredibly good to me. And you know, uh, when you're on God's side, good things are happening all the time. Can I share one more story from all of his benefits um, before I play one final number? Um, Rachel and I were headed for uh, Branson, I think it was, uh, to, to, to do uh, some music. And uh, we really needed a painter for our house. Uh, and we thought this would be the perfect time. We're going to be gone for a week. We need somebody we can trust with the keys to the house. Prior to that time, we had uh, hired an Hispanic gentleman uh, up at our recording studio, and we liked his work and we liked his personality, but he couldn't afford a telephone. We didn't know how to get a hold of him. I had no clue what his address was. And I said, how could we get a hold of Jose in the next 48 hours? Well, we live in a city with two million people. That is a needle in a haystack. And so I sort of just dismissed the whole thing from my mind and figured, it's not going to happen. We'll worry about that some other day. Well, God led me the next day to the other side of town where I had to get a wheel for a trailer. Turned out they didn't have the wheel. But he led me along a route, and here I am, if you can picture this in my car, and I'm going across uh, a river on a bridge, and there's a stoplight at the other end, and the traffic is all backed up, and I end up stopping right in the middle of the bridge, waiting for the light. 
I just love to do that, waiting for red lights. And I looked out my window, and here in the middle of the bridge is Jose, and he was hired to paint the bridge for one day to work with a crew. And at that moment, as only Providence would have it, he wasn't facing the bridge he was painting, but he happened to be just turning around at that moment and looking upstream, and he looked right into my window. I said, God, this is incredible. And it's just, it's just the way God works. He orchestrates so beautifully. And you know, I could just picture him looking over the balcony of heaven saying, you know, I could pull this off. I could make this happen. I know there's two million people in this city, but I can pull this off. Watch the surprise on both of their faces. they stare into each other's eyes. Well, you got to know that story made it in my little book. All of his benefits. Maybe it would encourage you to start a book like that. It'd be well worth it, I think. Just a suggestion. Um, before I play my final number, just let me tell you that um, I, I I love jazz, and if there's any style of music that's going to be in heaven, I think it's going to be jazz. It bridges the generation gap so well. And jazz is about joy. I mean, it's the most joyful music I know. I've been blessed with the gift of liking lots of music. I like classical. I like country. <laughs> and I like inspiration music, and I, and I like jazz. And so I did a CD. It's not finished. It's about six weeks away. Uh, and it's called... The Jazz Project, Session 1, which means if God lets me live long enough, there's going to be a, hopefully a Session 2. And uh, if, if you're interested in that, uh, I would invite you. Uh, Rachel, do you have a list back there where they can put their email address? And we will let you know when anything new comes out. Um, if this sounds like a commercial, it's not a commercial for me because in, in July, Rachel and I will be leaving for... Africa on a mission where she'll be teaching Nazarene pastors' wives the issues related to AIDS and sexual abstinence because they don't know how to deal with it. And then they're going to be teaching their own women and teenagers in their church. Malawi has the highest rate of, uh, of AIDS uh, in Africa, which means probably in the world. And so that's our mission, and every concert we do, every offering we receive, every CD we sell, all of the proceeds are going to that Africa uh, trip coming up. So I just wanted to tell you about that, and if you want to look over the CDs, this is really a commercial for a need in Africa, and not for Jerry and Rachel. It's not going to the Jerry Nelson Retirement Fund, after all. <laughs> and so I want to close with a piece from from uh, the Jazz Project. Um, some of you would recognize Oh Happy Day as an Edwin Hawkins Singers product, and they get credit for it. But I noticed the other day, Oh Happy Day was written in the 1700s. It's an old hymn. They just revised it 
And I simply revised it a little bit more. And this is my rendition of Oh Happy Day, which I have never played. And if you don't mind being my guinea pigs tonight, uh, I'm going to take my first shot at Oh Happy Day. And let me just uh, say it's been a delight to be here, to share with you, to feel your spirit, and uh, know that we have kindred spirits. God bless you in your ministry. And as God opens five-minute and ten-minute windows of opportunity in your life, I pray that you'll boldly walk through those doors and see what phenomenal things God has in store for you.
like you to play one more time. <laughs> just, just one. Well, you know where my hope is tonight. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. Dare not trust even the sweetest frame, but wholly, completely lean on Jesus' name. This is the solid rock. <laughs>